my prayer is that we will always be more amazed with how great God is and how impressive he is. And we will not lose sight of how good he is and great he is when we are in a building that is also so impressive. To help us explore this, I want us to turn to a passage in the Bible. It's in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. It will come up on the screen, but some people will have uh, a Bible on their phones or tablets or uh, a paper version. Uh, This is a paper Bible uh, for those that uh, just use electronic ones now. And the passage in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 is where God's people gathered together from the very north of Israel in a a place called Lebo-Hamoth. They have cool names of places in the Bible. Lebo Hamath, sorry, to the Wadi or Wadi of Egypt. Cool places. And basically, it's from the very top of Israel right down to the bottom. And people gather together to give thanks to God and to to celebrate the opening of their new building. People have gathered from the north of Chalfant Common to the south from Jared's Cross, which is actually part of Charlefont St. Peter, really, not the other way round. Some people are visiting from Scotland and have come back. Other people have traveled diff- different distances to come together, like people did about 3,000 years ago in Israel. And as we look at this passage, which is an ancient story, an ancient narrative that, that took place in Israel, I hope and pray that we will see that there's modern relevance, modern truths and lessons from this ancient narrative as they open their new building in the end of September, 3,000 years ago. If you look at verse 9 and 10, you can work out that it's the end of September. During a time, during a week, where Jewish people celebrated the festival of Sukkot or festival of booths or tabernacles, When did Jewish people around the world celebrate that? This last week. An ancient story with modern relevance and timing. And to read um, the the Bible, we have a a recording from Steve Gorkroger, who was senior pastor of this church family from 1996 to 2008. Thank you. I'm delighted to be reading the Bible on the occasion of the celebration of our new church building. And the Bible reading is from the second book of Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, chapter 7, and the first 10 verses. When Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because of the glory of the Lord filling it. When all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground and they worshipped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, He is good, his love endures forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord and King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 head of cattle and 120,000 sheep and goats. So the king and all the people dedicated the temple of God. The priests took their positions, as did the Levites, with the Lord's musical instruments, which King David had made for praising the Lord 
and which were used when he gave thanks, saying, His love endures forever. Opposite the Levites, the priests blew their trumpets, and all the Israelites were standing. Solomon consecrated the middle part of the courtyard in front of the temple of the Lord, and there he offered burnt offerings and the fat of the fellowship offerings, because the bronze altar he had made could not hold the burnt offerings, the grain offerings and the fat portions. So Solomon observed the festival at that time for seven days and all Israel with him, a vast assembly, people from Libo Hamath to the Wadi of Egypt. On the eighth day, they held an assembly for they'd celebrated the dedication of the altar for seven days and the festival for seven days more. On the 23rd day of the seventh month, he sent the people to their homes, joyful and glad in heart for the good things the Lord had done for David and for Solomon and for his people, Israel. This is God's holy and powerful word. I hope you have come ready to stay for seven days and then seven days more. And you've brought some cattle heads and some sheep and goats. We will make comments on that bit and why we thankfully don't need that anymore in, in a little while. Just to check, has anyone come with goats or sheep? Because we're not allowed animals inside. That, that, that's fine. Um, this passage, I want us to focus in on mainly the first few verses. But also just make reference that it isn't just one person dedicating the temple. It is the king and all the people. So I hope you've come here today to be part of what's going on. And as I said at the beginning, when I said about fire exits, when Solomon prayed, in, in verse 1 of chapter 7, it says, when Solomon prayed, or after Solomon prayed, fire from heaven came down. We've got a lightning bolt. That's the closest, hopefully, that we will get to actual fire coming down. But if there is a fire, please stay calm and go out through the, the exits with the green, green things and follow the people in the blue T-shirts. If you've come in a blue T-shirt and you're not part of the Connect team, get a coat on because you may not know the way to go. When Solomon prayed... Finished praying. Fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glory filled it. And when the, all of the Israelites saw the fire coming down, they ran away because they were scared of the fire. No. When they saw the fire coming down and God coming into the temple... They knelt on the pavements with their faces to the ground and they worshipped and gave thanks to the Lord saying, He is good, his love endures forever. I want us to think about those four verses mainly today and think how God is real. God speaks, he acts and he hears our prayers. I want to think about God's story in this building, not just our story not just how we have done things, but God's story in getting here today, getting us here today. And when Solomon prayed, he recognized and, and saw, and the people saw, that when we pray, God acts. 
God showed up that day in a dramatic and miraculous way. His holy, his wonderful, perfect and beautiful presence. His loving presence filling the temple. I wonder if that's your prayer for this building. I wonder actually if that's your prayer for your life because you feel empty. And you could just do, not with a fire because you're just feeling so weak and weary. And that it might just feel too much, but you just need something from God this morning. When Solomon prayed, fire from heaven came down and God filled that place. Fire from heaven may not come down physically every single time we pray and say amen and things like that, but we have confidence from the Bible and from experience that God is always listening. Psalm 116 verse 2 says that God inclines his ear. God of highest heaven who's made this world and everything in it inclines his ear to hear your cries and your prayers. How many of you have prayed for this building at different times? Just pop up your hands. If your name is lovely Rosie Butcher, put your hand up a bit more. No, um, Rosie, I just want to honor for her faithfulness and tell a story, not her story, but God's story in her and through her. Because Rosie felt God prompting her to pray. And I, I know that God prompted others to pray about this building, but I'll just share Rosie's story as an example of God being real and speaking and acting and hearing our prayers. We were looking for a new site as a church family and Rosie prayed, God, where is it? And she was led, prompted by God's spirit to pray for this building, which was the Randall building, the old Texpan building, where they used to make motorway signs. Before that, there was other things as well. She kept on being led to pray for this place. I don't know whether anyone ever saw her do this, but on a Monday afternoon, after working or volunteering and serving in the Myrtle Tree Church Cafe, she would come along and hold on to the black rubbery handles of the door and say, open these doors, lords, so we can use it for your glory. I've chatted with, with her about this, and her faith was small, but I want to honor her for her persistence and also God for leading her to this place and others to pray for this place. And Rosie prayed and prayed. And although her faith was small, her obedience to what God was saying in prayer was significant. And today we sit in an answer to this prayer. I was in a leaders meeting a few weeks ago where someone asked, it was Danny actually, asked the question, what was the injury rate in this place? during construction. I don't know the precise number, Kevin, or others. Um, I don't know the precise number, but I was told by James, so if he told me the wrong information, blame him, not me. I was told it was incredibly low, and it was just a few fingers and hands. It was single digits. <laughs> no, it was a bad joke. It was a bad joke when I cracked it then. Um, but it, it was really low, and it was just, just minor little things. And this, I, I believe, is um, an answer to two things. First of all, your leadership as a team and the, the way that you construct buildings and work as a team. During COVID, the pandemic, they, they had uh, high-vis jackets that says, um, keep your distance kind of thing. So work together, but keep your distance. It, it was that, that kind of thing. And it was wonderful to see um, keeping a standard of working together, but also safety. We want to honor you for, for the way it was done safely. But I also believe that 
Um, the low injury rate was a direct answer to the many prayers that our church family said for the safety of the people in this place as the building was being built. God answers prayers. He is real. He speaks and acts and hears our prayers. In 1987, who was part of the church in 1987? There was a prophetic word given. I'm not expecting anyone to remember. Oh yeah, I'll remember that. But a prophetic word was given during a gathering where, where God said uh, a message for the future that before the land was released for a new building to be built on, new churches needed to be started and planted. It is not, coinc- uh, not a coincidence that when we planted Hope on the 9th of January 2016, a few days later we completed on purchasing this site. And the following Sunday, we were able to come in here and celebrate as a church family for the first time. We started a church because God had said, and 20, 30 years, it was about 30 years before, he had said, I'm not going to release the land until we plant churches. God speaks, he acts, and he hears our prayers. He will do what he says he will do. He is faithful. He's a man of his words. And he speaks and acts. And here's our prayers. Now, looking back at the passage, Solomon discovered in that moment when, when God fills the temple in a dramatic way, how awesome God is. And he had prayed, uh, and we can read in, in chapter 6, that uh, as part of the dedication, he said, God, will you always be present? Have you ever had that conversation with someone Maybe you've already had one today as, as we've been drinking coffee and you're chatting with them and they're looking over your shoulder or checking their phone or something. They're not present in the conversation. Solomon is asking God, be present always in this building, in, in the temple. Okay, we'll read it in, in 2 Chronicles chapter 6. and He says, God, always hear the prayers said in this place. And in the following chapter, in um, in chapter 7, in verses 15 and 16, we see this answer from God. Not through the fire or the filling of the temple, but in a quiet conversation after the festivals, God speaks to Solomon and basically says, I've heard your prayer. Now my eyes, God says, will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name, my, my, uh, my presence, my, my perfect goodness will be there forever. My heart and my eyes will always be there. That was a prayer that Solomon had prayed. That was a statement that God had said, I heard your prayer and I'm answering it and making a promise to you. Whether you know God well or don't know him too well at the moment. This remains God's heart. This is an ancient story, but it has modern relevance and truth today. It isn't a coincidence that as people walked through the prayer room yesterday, there was a pausing. This is a different space. This is a peaceful place. It's not a coincidence that I'm up to 15 people that I'm aware of that over the last three weeks as they've come into a service and have sat down, they want to cry. Not because of the preacher. That might be one or two of you, sorry. But with the 15 people, they 
They just have this sense inside, a feeling inside that this is a good thing, this is a good place. And they just begin to feel choked up. One of the people who shared the, um, a, a, a story with me it, it just explained that this, that's the Holy Spirit. God has already answered the prayer that he prayed, to, uh, the, the thing that he said to Solomon. He's already answered that for us here. Before we've opened and cut a ribbon, he's turned up. We know from looking at the Bible and from looking at the New Testament especially that God isn't confined. Actually, he isn't confinable. People try to do that with a tomb once. They put God in a tomb and three days later, well, the tomb was empty. God isn't confinable. So why am I saying God always be present in this place? Because I know from, from the Bible that God fills certain places in a special way with, with a kind of thin space between heaven and earth so that when people go in, wow, it, it's, it's maybe a more powerful expression. I, I, I don't understand it, but I know it to be true. He did that with the upper room on the day of Pentecost. And another passage is, we can, if you want to have a chat about it later, we can, we can go through some passages. God fills spaces as well as filling people. And this prayer... This statement that he gives to Solomon, I believe is a promise from God today that this place will be a place where God will presence himself powerfully forever. God is real. You may have come this morning a bit dubious about that. You may still feel uncertain about that. Can I invite you to go on a journey of exploration to realize the reality of God? God speaks and he acts and he hears our prayers. This building is a testimony to God being real and speaking and acting and hearing our prayers. I want to just go through, go backwards. No, I can't go backwards. There we go. Um, At the beginning of the passage, it said that fire came down and then it said that the people knelt not running away. Why didn't they run? I would have run. When there's, actually, I would have walked away sensibly. Grabbing things, no, leaving my belongings because that's good fire practice. When fire comes down from heaven, which wouldn't normally happen, most normal people would run out of fear. But these people of Israel from the north and down to the south, and they gathered together, they knelt with their faces to the ground, and they worshipped God, and they said, can we say the words on the screen? He is good, and his love endures forever. They knew something about God, and they knew uh, that it was okay to be there. What did they know? That They knew that God was good. And that although they might be nervous about the fire coming down, oh, don't get too close, I don't know, And I can't get into the temple. But they knew that he was good. So they didn't need to run away. I know there are people here today who've run away from church. And run away from God. You are welcome back. And I hope and pray that you will know that God is good. And his heart towards you. His desires towards you are good. And his love endures forever. His love doesn't run out. Yeah, but I've done this, Stephen. Or I've done that. Or I've wandered so so far away. 
His love doesn't run out. It lasts forever. It endures forever. Maybe the reason the people of Israel were able to stay and knelt on their knees rather than running away was because they knew that God was good and his love endures forever. Later on in the same chapter, God invites Solomon to lead the people to pray humbly, to seek after him, to, to turn from uh, their, their bad ways, their rebellion and things, and turn back to God. And that God promises to bring healing and forgiveness and fresh starts. He promises to hear our prayers. Can I encourage you, whether you are a follower of Jesus or not, to keep praying, to keep asking God, keep talking to him. A survey that was published this morning, um, 11 hours ago, so midnight really, said that people have increased their prayers over the last two years. And actually young people as well as old people are praying. So I'm assuming that people pray. Can I encourage you to keep doing that? And to do it humbly and honestly, speak directly to a father whose intentions to you are good and his love for you will not run out. Who found it a bit weird that there were lots of cattle and sheep and goats? So many that the, the altar that Solomon had had made was too small. We need a bigger building, he must have been thinking. Thankfully, we don't need to make any more animal sacrifices to make ourselves right with God. You don't need to bring your sheep or your goat on a Sunday. You just need to come yourself because Jesus, God himself, came and he was that sacrifice. Dying on a cross to say, hey, you, come back to me. I want to envelop you with my love. I want you to know that I'm, I'm good. And although there are things that you've done wrong, that, that means that we're separated, I'm good enough for you. And I want you to come and know that my love for you does not run dry. And when we say to Jesus, Jesus, I, I, what you did on the cross, what, that sacrifice you made for me, so that I could come to God. So I'm coming to you now, God, through Jesus. When we say that, fire, holy fire, the Holy Spirit comes and fills your life, clearing out the muck and the mess and giving us that energy and power to live for God. I wonder if you were... Here, coming here today feeling weary and empty and you need that fresh fire from heaven or fire from heaven to fill your life, God's goodness and perfect holy presence and love, maybe even for the first time. God is real. He speaks and he acts and he hears our prayers. And there's this verse in verse uh, 6 that as I looked through and I, I was praying through, God's kept pressing this verse through. This is a message for our church family. So if you are a guest, you can listen in. That's absolutely fine. But I just want to speak to our church family specifically. 
I believe God wants us to take up our positions as priests of God's, mini temples of God's, people filled with his goodness, his love, and his presence. And take up our positions. God is championing us in this verse to, to be priests on the pavements and not just people in the pews. We don't have pews, I know, but it's, it's catchy. Priests on the pavements, not just in the pews. Take up your position in the 166 other hours that you are living each week and you're not in church. And bring the, the, what happened in the temple, bring that to where God has placed you. Because what we read in the, in the New Testament is that God makes all followers of Jesus like mini temples. Carriers of his presence, his goodness, his kindness, his truth, his love, his healing, his restoration. Take up your positions. And as we pray a prayer of dedication and commitment in a moment, can I encourage you to be open to God's using you where you are? I want to pray. First of all, to pray for anyone who wants for the first time or second or hundred and second time to come back to God. To come back to the one who made you and loves you, whose intentions to you are good and whose love does not run dry. And as we pray this prayer, my, my hope and, and prayer is that God's not with a destructive fire, but a warming, loving, holy fire will fill you and empower you and equip you. And then I'll pray a prayer of dedication for this building and for us. So Father God, for myself and for friends gathered here today, whether we're praying this kind of prayer for the first time or saying it time after time, we want to turn back to you. And we thank you that we don't need to bring a cow or a goat to make ourselves right with you, but you did that on the cross. You showed your goodness and that you were good enough, that we didn't have to be good enough, because you are. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your sacrifice. We come back to you now. And as we pray, God, fill this place, fill us with your Holy Spirit, your holy fire, your power, your, your love, your presence. Fill us afresh. Fill us for the first time. Help us to know your deep, deep love, your closeness, your intimacy. In Jesus' name, amen.